I'm Alicia. And I'm Ashley. And we are Murd Nerds. Hey, Murd Nerds. As always, we're back for another week. We're back for another week. Another week of true crime, um, weird things, whatever we want to talk about. Shenanigans all around. Shenanigans. Yeah, if you've never been here, welcome. Buckle up, because we are a mess. Ashley is. I am a mess. (laughs) Put your tray in the upright position. Yes, I am the leader of today's episode, so. And we're fucked. Yeah, it's gonna be a shit show. Um, but like a fun shit show, but also kind of sad. Nothing too. fun about shit. I don't know. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. In the next couple weeks. Do you ever? Do you ever? Do you ever eat corn and then when you shit it out, it still looks like corn on the cob? Just asking. <laughs> um. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, so as always, I'm joined by my good friend Alicia. Oh, sorry, best oh, friend wow. Alicia. Wow, I got demoted <laughs> to get demoted. good friend. And my best producer, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> like like always, I'm her only producer. So that makes you the best and the worst. Oh. <gasps> oh no. I did again. Nothing. <laughs> Um, what's up? What's going on? What's been happening in your guys' lives? Jeremy, would you like to? I can't. I can't even go through all that again. It's just been, this week has just been a bad, bad week, and I'm happy to be back in the studio. It's been a while. Uh, It has. It was, it was fun to do the virtual the last couple, but man, that, uh, that uh, audio was challenging. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it, and Enjoyed the episodes, and uh, you know I am happy to be back in the studio recording with you guys. So. Yeah, me too. Um, it did sound. I mean, you could tell obviously, but whatever you did, it sounded great. It really I did. Just tweaked it both sides. Oh my god! <laughs> tweaky, tweaky, tweaky. He's oh, he's turning on radio stations. <laughs> yeah. um, I have I have a confession that I need to make oh. on air. Oh. What I'm, is it? I'm a hippogriff, guys. A hippogriff? Mm-hmm. I'm a full-on hippogriff. Okay. Um, can you define that word, please? Hypocrite. Oh. I just like to call it a hippogriff. Um, so, Why are you I... stroking the microphone? I know. Now way? all I'm thinking about is our conversation we had right before we started recording. <laughs> <laughs> I have done nothing but talk shit about Crocs. Oh my God, I swear to fucking God. I swear to God. And then. Sorry to our Christian listeners. All <laughs> hail. They're ugly. They hurt my feet because I wore Roy's. And then Azure begged for a pair. And him and I wear the same shoe size. And then he hurt his foot and he couldn't wear them because he sprained his foot real bad and couldn't wear the Crocs anymore. He had to wear a more supportive shoe. And I wanted to go into the basement to do some laundry. I wanted to put my slides on, and I couldn't find them. So I just slipped his Crocs on. And I never looked back. (laughs) (laughs) And then I bought myself a pair. 
disgusting. Listen. Get out. Get out right now. Once you go crock, you never go back. <laughs> no, that's once you do crack. Oh. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> so. I was trying to think of another <laughs> yeah, phrase, yeah, I too. Nothing. I couldn't either. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> I so bought you wear Crocs now. I bought a pink pair of Crocs with Sailor Moon charms. Oh my god! So you went really I re- all out. You know, if I go in, I go hard with everything I do. You really do. You, you know you, what our listeners don't know is the last hour has been just. <laughs> I know we do that every time. So sexually <laughs> at the forefront, <laughs> and once she says she goes hard. <laughs> It's just you lose your mind. Yeah, that's lots of uh, undertones. Yeah, that's just how I talk, guys. <laughs> oh. I've, I've told everybody I'm like a 12 year old boy. Yeah, yeah, you've said that multiple times on the podcast, for sure, and you are. You've confirmed it multiple times without saying it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Ashley had hair all over. I had to get it off. <laughs> oh man, um, what's going? What's been going on with you? Um, I started a new job. She I did quit my that. old job. I started a new job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been kind of focusing on that. Really, that's it. I had two weeks off of work. It was glorious. It was awesome. Little vacay. So I mean, I was job hunting and interviewing and stuff. But yeah, but you. I mean, you could. You should be able to do that sometimes. You know, just a little restart. Yeah, it was very restart nice. refresh. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Reduce, recycle, reuse, reuse, yes. oh, rinse, reduce. repeat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lather, rinse, repeat. Sorry. Anyway, I thought it was lather, scrub, really, really, really hard, and then <laughs> repeat. <laughs> it's lather, scratch the shit out of it with your nails. That's how you clean your hair really. That well. hurts, and then you bleed. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? What are you doing in the shower? <laughs> No, oh, that's not what we're talking about. Oh, sorry, sorry. You have like stiletto <laughs> acrylics or something? No, I would never wear my stilettos. In the, I wear my Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if Crocs were fingernails, my fingernails would be Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's such a sad realization. <laughs> I'm gonna need to take a picture of your hands and no, share it on the Facebook. No. Maybe if I put some it. lotion on. Put little crocs yeah. on her fingers. Put little charms. Yeah. They make croc charms. You can put a croc on your croc. Have you seen those? Yes. You can also get croc nuts and you can put like truck nuts, you know? Oh, put them on the back of the croc? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. On the back of your croc. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where my nuts hang. On the back of my croc. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I don't understand Listen, that I know you're 50, but... <laughs> I am 50. <laughs> Well, oh know. man! Fifty thrifty and thriving. I ain't dead yet. I. <laughs> well, why don't we? Why don't we go into our question of the week? <laughs> yeah, let's I do feel that. like well, this will never stop because it's been going on for over an hour already. <laughs> and okay, so my question of the week is: In your guys's opinion, who is like the best and? Okay, the best movie Me. villain. Me. <laughs> and by best, that's has a lot of definitions. So it can be whoever you think had like the coolest outfit or like whoever had the coolest ideology or, 
you know, just who was the most bad or who was the most badass. Like, any definition of best is fine with me. Do you have your answer, Jeremy? Mm -hmm. I've got mine. I like ones that go good later. Oh, you like a... Or that are really good and then turn bad. (laughs) Those are good. Am I supposed to go first? Um, I don't care. You guys want to flip a coin? I don't have a coin. I don't either. You want to rock, paper, scissors it? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. You win, you go first. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um My favorite villain of all time. It's gonna be the same as mine. I'm so annoyed already. It wait, is it from Game of Thrones? No. She said movie. It's oh, movie. It, I mean okay. Mine is Ursula. God damn it. I knew it was going to be the same as mine. <laughs> really? I fucking knew it. I love Ursula. I do too. Because the the theory behind it with the voice and everything, is that what you're thinking of? No. I was thinking because oh. she can turn herself into anything. Right. And she turns herself. she chooses herself, to be. Yeah. She chooses to be a big old fat octopus lady. And I love that. Yes. I read something about um, how... Like, there's a theory that her reasoning behind everything was she took Ariel's voice away to show that having your voice and being that, like, powerful with your voice is more important than some dude that you don't even, like, know. Okay. Something like that. So she's trying to, like, actually help Ariel just because it seemed sinister doesn't mean that necessarily was. But, yeah, Ursula's my favorite, too. Yeah. I didn't even know that. You d- I didn't know that about you, but as soon as I asked it and I was talking, like looking at you, I was like, oh my <laughs> this fucking God, bitch. this is going to be the same. Okay. Jeremy? I cannot believe that in, in all the movies that are out there, you guys picked the same one. We've been friends for mm, more, more years. than half of our lives. All right. Fair enough. I'm going to take Rutger Hauer in The Hitcher. See Thomas Howell the was a hitcher. See Thomas Howell was a kid driving a car across the country. Always told, "Don't pick up a hitcher." He decided to pick it up, and then Ricker Howard turns into this evil. I feel hitchhiker. like I've seen it that. Is a, it's an older movie. It's, it's not an, that old though, is it? It's probably late eighties. I would say. Oh yeah, that's movie. old as fuck. I know, right? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> older than both of you guys. I don't, I don't know exactly when it is. I'm going to go with the eighties, but I think they remade that in the early two thousands. They did, and it flopped. That, see, that's the one that I probably yes. had seen. But, Sorry, but uh, you know you can't leave out Heath Ledger as the Joker, bro. That was my number two. Yeah, he was the best when he. Do you know that explosion scene where he's walking yep. away from the hospital? The, it actually wasn't working, yep. so that was all kind of Ad-libbed. real. Yeah, yeah. such wow. a good scene. That's my favorite scene of the whole uh, the whole Batman. Bat everything. Yeah, Batverse. <laughs> oh my God, Myrtle! <laughs> so we have a ladybug pet. That we named Myrtle. She's been here. She's been here for the whole time we've ever started recording. <laughs> it's definitely the same, the one. same one. She has. It's a long story. Um, she almost just hit Alicia in the face. That's right in my me. eye. Yeah, gotta stay you. away from the eye. She's trying guys. to steal your hair. She lost her strand <laughs> that she was carrying around earlier. <laughs> her like ribbon, like a ribbon twirler. <laughs> it was pretty cool to watch. Anyway, majestic. Yeah, there you go. That's. Uh, that's my favorite villain. Yeah, that's interesting. I when I wrote the question, I was being pretty narrow minded about it and thinking like Disney, Marvel, DC, you know, all the yeah. it, the stuff that's like a big fad right now. But I didn't even think about like 
just normal movies yeah, that aren't connected have, to I mean, anything you else. You could have picked uh, uh, the guy, the truck driver from Joyride mm. or, uh, you know, uh, Jeeper Creepers. Or <sighs> you could have went in a different direction and picked Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, Disney's I'm how 12. we learn about heroes and villains, though. It's like the jump starter for that all that. That is a good point. It yeah. preps you to pay for Marvel movies and feed into all that shit. That's true. That's very true. So, picture this, okay? Sicily, 1949. <laughs> no. Indiana, okay, July 10th. Okay, <laughs> oh, wait, should I have gotten that? Was Golden that Girls. I don't think it's 1949. I think it's 1929. I can't remember the, the it, year. It doesn't matter. I knew what you were going for. As soon as you said Sicily. You need to binge watch the Golden Girl. You know what? I was just telling her I don't have a show right now, so that's why I've been watching hella documentaries. Like so many documentaries <laughs> I've watched in the past week. It's really sad. So yeah, I'll start Golden Girls. It's on. Go. I'm gonna do it. It's okay. entertaining. It's on somewhere. Anyway, picture this. Today is July tenth, twenty twenty two. Okay. Okay. Which, so, okay, that's the day that this episode was supposed to be released. Um, Myrtle's on your microphone. But I had to, I decided to back burner this story until obviously right now. Um, But we had like really high heat in Indiana last summer around that time. And it, it was... It wasn't like record breaking, but it was like kind of ridiculous. I don't know if you guys remember that. But on July 10th, 1913, the air temperature in Furnace Creek, California reached 134 degrees Fahrenheit. No. Which is the highest ever recorded on Earth. God, I really hope that's true. I'm pretty (laughs) sure it's true. Oh, I researched this a while back, so <laughs> it just sounds wrong. like a really off the wall. It's like, okay, just on earth seems so dramatic. Anyway, so anyway, we can count ourselves lucky because I don't think the heat index passed like 110 last year. So also on July 10th, I'm going to keep rolling with this even though it's not July 10th. So just, just work with me here. In 1999, the United States defeated China in the final match of the FIFA Women's World Cup, setting records in both attendance and television ratings for women's sports. Go women! Go sports! Woo! Go sports! Uh, wait, I love sports. And go women. Oh, yeah, go women. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> God. Um, Nikola Tesla was also born on July 10th, 1856. So it's a fairly momentous date, July 10th, Um, but today we're not talking about Tesla or weather or football. Or my first boner, July 10th, 1978. No, Dude, it's 73. (laughs) I was born in 73. Well, it's July 10th, 1973. Nice. Okay. Anyway, so I brought up July 10th because it is the day of a kidnapping in 1973 that started me on this journey. And I was just writing a story about this kidnapping. Um, But the more I read and the more I read about this family, the more crazy shit I found. So today I'm going to tell you about the Getty family curse. So this family is like the epitome of what a very wise man man named Christopher George Latour Wallace once said. 
Okay. More money, more problems. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> um, but the Gettys are old money, like old generational oil money. So this family has more than a century of bad luck behind them. We're going to go all the way back to the year 1892. How is that spelled? How's what spelled? Their last name. Getty, like they're Getty images. Yeah, that was, that was, that was what I was thinking. G-E-T-Y. Oh, okay. He's, yeah. a, he's a, a Getty, like the guy that started that. I'll talk about him at the end, too. Well, because my son's last name, a lot of people say Gettys, but it's not. Oh, you should believe that. You want your son's last name on here? Is that weird? But it's not Gettys. It's Kitties. <laughs> it's Kitties. <laughs> okay. So, you got something to say, Jay? No? I was going to try to purr into the mic. He's just lamenting on how fucking stupid we are. (laughs) So, my sources this week are, guess it. Wikipedia. Yep, that's the first one. Um, A YouTube video from the Infographic Show, a page six article by Dana Kennedy, and an article for the Evening Standard UK by Katie Strict. Cool. Okay, so we're going to talk about multiple generations. And you know how rich people do? They, like, name... Not a clue. They name everyone <laughs> the same fucking thing, and it's oh, so yeah. annoying. Anyway, so it's it might get a little confusing, but just if you have questions, if something doesn't make sense, just tell me, because okay. I want it to make sense. Okay. So John Paul Getty Sr. was born on December 15th, 1892, in Minneapolis... Minnesota. His parents were Sarah Catherine and George. I just wrote George. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm assuming George. Getty. Yeah, just George <laughs> Getty. So, Getty what? What do you mean, Getty? What? What is George Getty? <laughs> oh my God. I, I thought you said getting wet. <laughs> oh. Oh my God! I'm getting what? Maybe we should have done our fun episodes before we <laughs> recorded. I mean, this one's not terribly. Well, it's pretty bad. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Okay, let's get started. Let's do this. Here we go. Anyway, George is or was a Christian scientist and insurance lawyer. So basically, he left lawyering and moved to like try and find oil george did george getty what is a christian scientist i was gonna say that sounds like an oxymoron uh yeah well i'll I'll talk a little bit about um their kind of rules that they follow um so the getty curse had already begun as paul sorry john paul was actually uh sarah and george's second child the first Getty child, who was a boy, who was also a boy, uh, passed away from typhoid as an Ooh. infant. Yes. Yikes. John Paul's parents were Methodist and strict teetotalers. Do either of you guys, this was supposed to be when I brought the mints in. If you guys could tell me what teetotalers are, I would give you the bag of mints. Do either of you guys know what that means? I had never heard the term before, ever. No, but I'm shocked that his parents are meth addicts. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I don't know. I I mean, you uh, immediately go to, you know, like 
tea, like. Do you want me to spell it for It's not a T E A. Nope, it's T E E, and then total. It spells exactly how it sounds, but it is E E. And then you get the like, whole whole saying if of you, tea total. If they, you they don't take know, all the golf tees, <laughs> they steal. They them. count them. <laughs> 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 they just total them teetotalers. Maybe they put their names on them. Maybe they destroy them. Oh my gosh, no. <laughs> oh wait, yeah, no, I, I said it right. I think that's how it's pronounced. What if it's teetotaler? Teetotaler? I don't know. Do you want to look at it? No, because okay. I don't want to know what it is. Okay, so I'd never heard of that before. It literally just means that they are sober. They do not drink. But it's like a legitimate movement that is very small now, but still does exist. Um, the leader back in the 1800s wrote a book called The Pledge, and their pledge is, quote, we agree to abstain from all liquors as an intoxicating quality, whether ale, porter, wine, or ardent spirits, except as medicine. <laughs> so it's like, I'm not feeling well. Guess I'll drink that wine today. <clears throat> but, you know, it was the 1800s. Medicine was different, I guess. So alcohol is still considered a medi- medicine, medicinal. Mm-hmm. That's my medicine. Was that your throat? That was my throat. Okay. So, yeah, there were, there's definitely a loophole there. A pretty big one. So when John Paul was 10, George left his career of law, like I said earlier, and they bought 1,100 acres in Oklahoma, which, you know, Oklahoma, that's where, like, you just got, pe- so many people got filthy rich over there um, hitting oil. So they moved there, they started drilling, and after a couple years, they were millionaires. Mm -hmm. Yeah. John Paul went to Berkeley, Oxford, and, sorry, Berkeley, comma, Oxford, comma, and received tutoring from Magdalene College, which is like an offshoot of Oxford. So it's the fourth wealthiest college in, I think, the world, but I do not have the confidence to state facts, to state that as a fact. Um, you can always question things that I say. I lie a lot. You can ask Alicia. She'll tell you. So anyway. Um, Biggest liar I know. <laughs> he got special tutoring because President Taft wrote a letter to the school. That's why he got that special tutoring. So he graduated from Oxford in 1913 with a degree in economics and political science. Like President Taft? Yes. Like the one who got stuck in a bathtub? Mm-hmm. Interesting. In 1914, John Paul's grandfather, nope, father, so George, gave him $10,000. Do you know how much that would be today? 1914, $10,000. $100,000. $100,000. $2 million. $300,000. <laughs> $2 million. I was really confident. That made me think of $100 billion. <laughs> As all of us put our pinky up to our mouth. <laughs> we all did? Yeah. You did it too? Oh, nice. Yeah. So George gave him this money to expand the family business and buy up more land. John did so. And by 2016, he was a millionaire, a, a independent millionaire as well, with just $10,000, well, $300,000 startup money if it was today. By 2016? You did say 2016. 1916 1916 Whoa It took him so long What a loser God Okay Um, He was also raised rich So he lacked the discipline That his father George had 
when he was growing up. Um, so he was a partier. He was a player. He was your typical filthy rich 20-something dude. Bachelor. Yes, exactly. With his behavior, um, he made quite a name for himself at the time. He was staying in fancy hotels, hosting crazy parties, and sleeping with tons of women. Um, I saw that he would even pit his lovers against each other just to, like, watch them fight over him. As entertainment? Ew, yes. gross. Yes, just for his own entertainment. What do you mean, ew, gross? That's so Come gross. on, guys out there. Murderers like at gmail.com. How does your dick have to be to need that? <laughs> you got money. Who cares? That's true. It is true. Money talks. Dicks don't. I was going to say the <laughs> dick bogs, but it didn't make sense. Anyway, by 1939, he had been married and divorced five times. Jeez, ow. Yes. And in that time, that was probably pretty. Uh, Controversial. Pretty, yeah, thank you. That was. What um, I, was I don't think it was for men, really, was it? Well, I mean, I, it, for the women, still, like your husband divorced you, mm-hmm. right? And did they get like prenups? Did they get like? Did the women get a part of his wealth? Um, you know, I'm going to tell my story, okay. and then you can ask your fucking questions. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> With his reputation, uh, George. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Didn't you say at the beginning of the episode? To interrupt her, to interrupt right? And ask questions? <laughs> no, I said if something doesn't make sense. I said don't, don't try to dig deeper sense. into my story. <laughs> <laughs> You're giving me mixed signals here, Ashley. You good, Jay? So, with. John's reputation, his dad, George, was like, okay, I'm not about to leave this fucking $230 million at that time. Do you want to guess how much money that is today? (laughs) This is the last time I'll do that, I promise, because it's a lot. $230 million in, like, 1930. $230 million. Yes, in 1930. $742 million. So you think it is less than? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead, Jay. I'm going to go 1.2 billion. It is over four billion dollars oh, today. Mackerel. Yes. So George was like, "I'm not fucking giving this, you know, Imbecile. idiot. Yeah, this company <laughs> that would be ridiculous." That's a direct quote. <laughs> <laughs> So when George died in 1930, he left a small fortune to John Paul, and he gave the rest to his wife, John Paul's mom, Sarah. Um, why I had to give her three descriptives, I do not know. <laughs> um, John Paul also got a third of the stock, so he still got plenty, but naturally he was a little bit upset, I think, that he expected to like start running the company. Yeah. Entitled. Yes. He still was very involved in, uh, with the company, obviously. He helped it grow uh, through the Depression, eventually landing an oil contract with Saudi Arabia in 1948. So, he was married and divorced five times. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, he has, this is so annoying, a son named John Paul II. <laughs> so. <laughs> I really, like, really thought you were going to go with became Ringo. The Pope. <laughs> Ringo, yeah. You got John Paul and George. I thought Ringo was going to be like the dog. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I didn't even pick up on that. 
Okay, so yeah, his son, he put his son, John Paul II, in charge of um, the Saudi Arabia deal. And by 1953, so just five years later, they hit the mother load and struck oil in Saudi Arabia. By 1957, John Paul Sr. Mm-hmm. was a billionaire in 1957 money. So, so much fucking money. A trillionaire in modern times. Yeah, it, it would be. Remix. Okay. Anyway, at the tender age of 65. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Jay, we're never going to get through this. At the tender age of 65, John Paul Sr. bought an estate outside of London called the Sutton Place. Not Sutton. The like Sutton. Sutton Valley from Arrested Development. It's called the Sutton Place. Um, he wanted to continue his crazy lifestyle in private as he was now much too old and much... <laughs> not too old, I'm sorry. Much too rich. <laughs> to gallivant around, you know, hotels, public with women. Yeah, his and- hip would pop out of place and <laughs> you didn't want oh the public to see that. I apologize to our <laughs> listeners above the age of 60 crickets okay there are none <laughs> no nobody, there might be no because nobody's created a grandma's for murdered page yes. and i searched for it literally this week did you really i did i thought about starting the petition for you jay on like change.org or something but i didn't want to <laughs> abuse because change.org is like legit you know and i didn't want to abuse that platform for is my own legit, entertainment though? i think so i sign petitions on all the time yeah but does it do anything well, I don't know that any of them have actually worked, but <laughs> you have to. Th- th- that's the attitude <laughs> that you can't have, Alicia. Okay. Anyway. All right. So he's. He bought a house. He's so he boozing. Can fuck he's... all these bitches in private and not at the hotel. Were they young girls? Do you suppose like in their 20s? Oh, this isn't a Hugh Hefner situation, is it? I am sure they were young. They had to have been. I mean. That's probably why, why... he did it more in private. Yeah. I don't know. That's where I would go. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so it seems like he throws his money around a lot with all the hotels and, you know, but he had so much money. He was, he was insanely like frugal, actually, to a fault. In, in different aspects of his life. Like, it was really weird. So, so Getty was quoted saying... I shouldn't say Getty. It's John Paul Sr. Was quoted saying, A lasting relationship with a woman is only possible if you are a business failure. And I hate to be a failure. I hate and regret the failure of my marriages. I would gladly give up all my millions just for one lasting marital success. <clears throat> so anyway, that's like really sad. Shows you money can't buy happiness. Exactly. So I'm going to tell you some of the ways I found out that he was like kind of stingy and like weird about money as well. Okay. Um, his secretary claimed that he did his laundry by hand because he did not want to pay for his clothes to be laundered. Is it because he was stingy or maybe he had some weird stains that he didn't want to have to explain? You know, it could be a, a combination of the two. But when his shirts became like frayed at the cuffs... He would trim the frayed parts instead of purchasing <laughs> new shirts. Like, come on. 
He's a freaking billionaire. Maybe he really liked shirts. There's some shirts I can't give up, and they're like falling apart. Buy the store that makes them. That sounds like a whole lot of work. <laughs> okay. She's not wrong. Um, reusing stationery was another obsession of his. He had a habit of... Um, like responding to letters on the margins or on the back sides of mailing or on the back sides of what was sent to him and then he would mail it back rather than using a new sheet of paper. Reduce, reuse, recycle. He's good. That's he just gets brilliant it. though, because if there's any question about what they sent, then he you know, they can just flip it over and read yeah. again what they Right, and he could highlight his res- like what he's responding to and then write his response in the same color he's highlighting. Do you think they had highlighters back in the nineteen in the fifties? I think 50s? so. Yeah, I think so. No. I'm going to Google that. I'm going to give it a Google. When the highlight, we're going to find out when the highlighter was invented. Um, <laughs> he also. Because that's what this episode is turned into. <laughs> he also carefully saved and reused manila envelopes, rubber bands, and tons of other office supplies. Cut down costs, man. Right. Um, when. He. Okay, so he took a group of his friends to London to go to a dog show. He made them walk around the block for 10 minutes until the tickets were half price because the tickets drop at 5 p.m. If he's paying for everybody, damn. Get it while it's hot. (laughs) And the highlighter was invented in 1963, so suck my whole ass. Suck my whole ass. (laughs) So graphic. No, my butt's like this big. (laughs) I got a hang kill butt. Um, let's see. Oh, when he moved to the, the estate Sutton Place, mm-hmm. um, in part because the cost of living was cheaper, um, he was staying at the Ritz, so it was like, mm, putting on obviously. Ritz. Yeah, no. Did he write the song? Yes. <laughs> yes, I forgot, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, he once boasted to an American columnist, Art... Bushwald, Bushwald, mm-hmm. that it cost ten cents for a rum and coke at Sutton Place, where at the Ritz it was more than a dollar. Oh my God, they're trying to rip them off. Seriously, with most of that, oh, sorry, which most of that, aside from trimming the shit on your shirts, I feel like I would definitely do. Drink at home, you know, wait for the tickets to be discounted, but whatever. But, yeah, but you're not a billionaire. Right. When you have that level of success, like, it's just strange that he had those mannerisms as well. Not even. But he probably got it from his father. He's old money. Yeah. Right. New money, I could see those kind of habits. But at that time, he was new money. He was the son of a new billionaire. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. So he was new money at that time. Essentially. He was like Justin Bieber today. No. No, no. 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 I can't think of anybody. If you think of someone, let me know. Um, I found another quote uh, from author John Pearson stating he would allow himself no self-indulgence in the purchase of a place to live, a work of art, or even a piece of furniture unless he could convince himself that it would appreciate in value. So he was all about making money, not spending money. But all that, I believed, came from his upbringing. He would openly, um, sorry, that's a period. That came from his upbringing, period. Mm -hmm. He would openly cheat on his wives and treat his children like he did not care for them at all. 
So, now that you know who we are dealing with, let's get into the nitty-gritty of our story today. So, the Getty family, obviously one of the richest families in the world. Um, So, people believe this curse is a classic case of karma. We love alliteration. Some think the curse began way back in the early days of the family name. Others say, like a lot of obscure and rich families, the patriarchs of the Getty family sold their souls to the devil. Yeah. All hail Satan. Um, some say it's just happenstance, bad luck, bad decisions, whatever the case may be. Despite all of their money, all of their legs up in society, the Getty family has had a sketchy track record. I'm ready to hear about it. Yes. We already touched on uh, the firstborn, uh, George and Sarah's firstborn dying of typhoid. Mm-hmm. So I want to try and keep this on a timeline that makes sense, like I was saying earlier. So just let me know if it's confusing. Okay. So John Paul Getty Jr. Okay. So we have George, John, John Paul, Paul. <laughs> John Paul the Jr. second. Yeah, the second, Jr., whatever. Ringo. Yes, then Ringo Starr is the dog, the family dog. Yes, Ringo. So, John Paul Jr. seemed to overcome the bad emotional experience that his father provided him with. Um, He got married in 1956 and moved to Italy with his wife and four kids. The move was to prep him to run the European division of Getty Oil. But the roots of his father's um, influence began to show in 1964, uh, John Paul Jr. divorced his wife and began messing around with Talitha Pole, which is a known, quote, philanderer. Such a fun word. What the fuck does that mean? I think it means like sex worker or or just like. Oh, I was thinking philanderer. I don't want to say like but, like, whore, but just like, like, I feel like it's a fancy but still kind of mean way to say, uh, you know, someone that sleeps around. Not that that's a whore. I don't think that that. Is a whore, but you're putting your foot in your mouth. I know. <laughs> um, okay, Talitha introduced the fresh, successful, rich John Paul Jr. to the quintessential life of the '60s. Swinging '60s. Yep, sex, drugs, rock and roll. It wasn't long before he developed a drug addiction. Um, John Paul Jr. and Talitha produced a child sometime later. Nothing says, I like speed and hallucinogens like three middle names. <laughs> Guess what they named their child? <laughs> um, Tara, Gabriel, Gramophone, Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. We can't. This is a person. This but is real? <laughs> I really would. Yeah, this is real. Tara, Gabriel, Gramophone, Galaxy, Getty. Meth. Like, I mean, what more can you say? Oh, no. Yeah, it's a lot. So there was a short period of time where Talitha left. um, I'm just going to call him Junior from now on. Okay. Is that okay? Talitha left Junior and moved uh, to London to philander some more. (laughs) Um, Philanders. I love the Simpsons. No, Ned. He eventually begged her to come back, uh, which she did. But a few years, a few years later, Talitha died of a heroin overdose. So drugs, 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 drugs. I mean, when you have that much money and you become an addict, where there's nowhere to draw the line. It's It's not like you're going for broke like a lot of addicts are, which kind of you know 
bumps you back into reality, I guess. Yeah. So, George Franklin. So, this is not... George, so, we've got George... He died. Yes. 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 Okay. So, George Franklin was another shining star among John Paul's children. Okay? Okay. So, George was a director at the Bank of America a director at Douglas Aircraft, and the executive vice president of Getty Oil. Despite all of his success, John Paul Sr. was still a dick to him. Um, even going as far as, like, when they were at work, he would send him really shitty personal memos. Uh, just because, like, just to be a dick. Um, one day, George came home from work and grabbed a shotgun. He fired it into the air. His wife, well, his second wife, sorry. Yeah. Money, more money, more problems. <laughs> we talked about that. Um, it, she ran down to see what was going on. She's like, oh my God, it's like, something's happening. She found out that, oh, when she walked into the room, she found him stabbed. He had stabbed himself. So he, he didn't shoot himself with a gun. I, yeah, <sighs> very confusing. Um. He stabbed himself with a large knife. She immediately called police. And then George, knowing that the police were on their way, locked himself in the room and took a whole bottle of pills. Um, what and is, died the oh next day. Oh, my God. Erratic. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> now we have John Paul III, son of Junior. Okay. And grandson to John Paul Sr. I don't know why I was waiting this group. I think I was trying to convince myself that I knew the, the lineage. <laughs> the lineage. lineage. Um, shut the fuck up. <laughs> also, um, so John Paul III also could not fight the influence of the older Getty men. Um, it just, you know. Love toxic masculinity. Gotta love it. So he fell into the spiral of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Uh, with uh, Which is great in moderation. Yes, it can be great in moderation. With this black market world privy to his status, he got kidnapped in Rome. So this was what? actually the first story I read about the family, like I said in the beginning. This is what I was going to write about, just this whole kidnapping. Um, but I just have a little short part about it now. So the family's, oh wait, oh yeah, he got kidnapped in Rome and then held for ransom in a cave. Yes. The family's immediate thought, immediate thought was that it was a scheme for John Paul III to get money from his family. The kidnappers had asked for $17 million and the family soon realized this was no hoax. John Paul Sr., Refused to pay for his grandson's safe release. Yes. So then the kidnappers sent a uh, newspaper, like, place, I guess, a news outlet, his grandson's ear. Oh. Yes. Well, then they negotiated, and he agreed to send them one-eighth of the original asking price. And John Paul, I wonder if it's Jean, Jean Paul. Whatever. I don't care. Is it John? J-E- yeah. Jean. Jean. J-E-A-N. Yeah. Jean. 
See, but in the mic, it sounds like you're saying Sean. No. Jean. Jean. Well, now it sounds like Jean. (laughs) Okay. So he was released five months after being kidnapped. That's how long it took them to pay. Not only this. Imagine your family's a trillion gajillionaire. And they won't hand over 10 bucks worth of their money, essentially. He was stingy. But the ear. The ear did it. Uh, So not only did he wait that long to send the money and all that, he sent his son a bill for the $2.2 million ransom with interest. So, yeah. Okay. So are are you you looking at me? No, I'm not. (laughs) So... Jean-Paul, which I'm saying Jean, but mm-hmm. it still sounds like I'm saying John. So Jean-Paul III went straight back out into the world that he was just rescued from. But I mean, like, that had to be traumatic. Five months is a long time to be held captive. But what's in more a traumatic? Cave. The kidnapping or the fact that you're fucking right. he family had no blows? Support. Right. So in and then you got billed. What? Sorry. This is. <laughs> it's insanity. I know. In 1981, he suffered a stroke from a lethal mix of drugs and alcohol. This stroke left him wheelchair bound until he died at the young age of 54. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Gordon Getty, at least we're coming into some new names now. Gordon Getty was another son of John Paul Sr. He was known for his charitable contributions, especially in San Francisco. Um, and he was looking to be like the least shitty Getty guy. But in 1995, or no, I'm sorry, 1999, it was found that Gordon had a second very secret family in Los <gasps> Angeles. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not funny, but it's fucking funny. Oh, yeah. my God. So in the mid He's 80s, still the least shitty at this point. At this point, right. Um, in the mid 80s, Jean-Paul Sr. would die. Though most of his money was left to the Getty Center in L.A. I don't know why I said it like that. Which is famous, which is a famous art installation. Um, this caused an eruption of fighting within the family over the massive inheritance, tearing them apart. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. Jean-Paul's grandson, Andrew Getty, would be a more recent family member to fall in, uh, fall victim to this curse. In 2015, he was found dead in his home in Beverly Hills. Uh, Andrew was found unclothed from the waist down in a pool of blood. Ooh. Yes. The coroner would call the cause of death from heart disease and heavy what? drug use. What? Heart disease? Yeah. When there's blood? Yeah, just hold on. Okay, sorry. It's okay. So, heart disease and heavy drug use, I'm guessing, like, meth. Uh, but the investigators hired by the Getty family beat police to the scene. <sighs> so, this caused suspicion that the cause of death could have been something different entirely, like, more sinister. 
Yeah, because they got to move some evidence around. Right. So I think with the blood, I think his heart like exploded. Essentially, <gasps> you know oh, what I mean. No. That's why I kind of thought meth, because heart disease and drug heavy drug use. Yeah, that can mean a lot. So anyway, but yeah, this is very general. The Gettys investigators were there first. He's, I mean, they were huge, huge money. DAs, big money. Like yeah, all of that. I mean, none of that matters. One they, big money. One big money. In 2020, John Gilbert Getty was the heir to the $5 billion fortune. He died from complications of an accidental fentanyl overdose in Texas. He was just 52. So that was just in 2020 when all that fentanyl bullshit was happening. Or I guess started. Yeah. So sad. So the Getty family is still very integrated in popular society today. Ivy Getty is a younger member of the family. She's more of like an it girl heiress type um, lifestyle, but she seems to be fighting the curse. She recently married her boyfriend, Tobias, um, and she's starting to plan a family of her own. August Getty is a young fashion designer who has dressed Kim Kardashian, Miley Cyrus, Katy Perry, Paris Hilton. Um, So like they're they're still very involved with like pop culture and they're just kind of behind the scenes kind of thing well and i mean it's it's trickled down your family tree gets bigger as it goes down so it's not just you know just a few of them there's a lot of them now yeah tons of them i just saw a thing on august getty and miley cyrus yeah yeah so um yeah super famous designer so coming in strong um with the new generation as well is uh nats getty Nats is a model, socialite, producer, designer, and LGBTQ plus rights activist. Uh, they are also the current heir to the Getty fortune. Married to Gigi Gorgeous. Do you know who that is? Mm-mm. Oh, it, she's a famous influencer with like millions of followers on social media. All the social medias. I'm assuming she has more than one. Uh, Nats seems to use their influence and power to help organizations that promote LGBTQ plus positivity, um, having come out as transgender in the recent past. So I thought that was kind of cool and notable. Um, Despite all the setbacks, they're still one of the richest families today and will be for generations to come. Uh, Money, especially fuck you money, gives these families the freedom to do whatever they want uh, with little to no consequence, you know. Yeah. Uh, but as you can see by the story, it definitely did not make the overall of their lives any better or any easier or change the narrative behind, you know, their family. Yeah. So. And drugs are bad. Right. There is one older Getty, Mark Getty, the founder of Getty Images, who seems to escape uh, like an older Getty. He's, I think he's in his 50s. He's not that old, but uh, escape the grasp of drugs and alcohol. Um Adrian Getty uh, looks to be flourishing as well. And I th- honestly, I think Adrian might be Nat's mom. Really? I'm not positive on that, though. Uh, Variety Magazine named Adrian Getty uh, the 2019 Philanthropist of the Year uh, for her work with the LGBTQ plus community. So they seem to be doing well. But we will see what the future holds. Who broke the curse? Do you think it, they broke the curse when they started regularly naming their kids not? George or John or the John names. John. Except Andrew. But that was maybe that was his middle name and he just went by that regularly. Yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know. I just think maybe they're less chitty the farther they got. Because John Paul's senior was like just a dick. Less shetty, more getty. Less shetty, more getty. <laughs> Love me, Jeremy. And when please. you come from a family like that, like you keep that last name no matter what. Yeah. Like that you it's just not I mean, it is for notoriety, but it's like why wouldn't you type of thing? Mm-hmm. When you get a cool like, last name. Well, yeah, and then it's like, Oh, are you you know, the get Jeremy. getty oil, getty images? That's what like, Jeremy's doing. Yep. What? It just, ma- it just makes sense because you don't want to change your last name because you want to be associated with that. Right. If you have a a, yeah. a successful yeah. thing going and you're linked to it. Well, it's just it's the life of privilege. I mean, let's face it. That Lovely. name that name is privilege. And, you know, that's right. Uh, why would you why would you not go out into the world, especially if you're going to be a famous designer or a famous photographer or you know, right, you need that notoriety, like right, that. right. They, it, that helps with that notoriety. Yeah, so. the nepotism. So yeah, it, it was really cool to read about. The, I didn't. It's so crazy. They're they're so weaved into the fabric of society. It's, it was really cool to read about some of the like modern Getty kids. So they're yeah. doing big cool things. Interesting. I like it. it was very interesting. That's all I've got. Interesting. It was quite a bit. There was a lot going on there. Yeah, it's so much. It was that I had to like, that's why I put it away. I was just like, this is too much for me right now. There's too much going on in this story. So, yep. I have no questions or concerns. I don't, I don't know. Really? Mm-hmm. I was so nervous there was going to be a lot of questions and I was not going to have the answer. Just back to the whole Ringo thing. Right, they really should have. They, they really should have utilized that. Ringo, yeah. At least the newer generation. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't look up their dogs' names. They might have a dog named Ringo. Yeah, you were talking about John Paul and George. I was like, oh man, <laughs> got to get that in there. Or Letty, Letty Getty, full name Lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully sober, folks. This is just who I am. Full oh. name Lettuce. Not a drug in sight. Oh well, we want to know what you guys think about uh, this episode. Something a little bit different. Uh, no known murder uh, linked to the Gettys. <laughs> Not any known. Exactly. Um, so you can email us uh, at murdernerds at gmail dot com. Do you know who the Gettys were? Yeah, I know who the Gettys. Know? I know Gettysburg. It's different. That's town. It's a beautiful town. <laughs> Where I was drunk at 10 o'clock in the morning in Gettysburg one time. Really? Isn't Gettysburg where you can find, like, bullets in the grass? I don't know. It was where the Civil War, one of the biggest Civil War. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. Is it the Civil War? Are you you thinking about (laughs) Gallenberg? No, I'm thinking Gettysburg. I think I'm thinking of Gallenberg. I don't know. I get them confused. No, Gettysburg Address. That's Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why we're trying to talk history right now. This does not work. (laughs) I was Um, drunk in Gallenberg. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I honestly that. am thinking. I'm thinking of something in Virginia, like Washington D.C. shit. So yeah, I'm isn't Getty? Getty. She's yeah, gonna yeah, Google Gettysburg it. is where the where the yeah they had the big part of the big Civil War. Is that right? Yeah, Gettysburg National Park. Yeah. Sorry, listeners. Yeah, I wasn't drunk in Gettysburg. The I was American drunk in Gatlinburg. Oh, it was the site of a turning point in the Civil War. Did so Golden I was Jay, right. Did Golden Jay just say Civil War? I do believe you need to rewind the tape. <laughs> I said Civil War too. 
I said, I said Civil War too. <laughs> <laughs> we all said it. We Everyone all, heard it. It's fine. Said at the same time. <laughs> also, instead of just emailing us, you can also, uh, if you're a Spotify listener, you can get on there. There's a little question that says, did you like this episode? Yeah. I think it says, what did, what did you think of this episode? Oh, what did you think? And Tell you us what you think. a little comment. Yeah. And if we like what you think, we'll post it. Yeah, we can, and it'll be we can share it on Spotify as well, so other yeah. people that look at it on Spotify, it'll be pinned, can see it. Yeah, yep. Or you can leave an Apple review. There's a really great one by uh, Strawman. Strawman, you should go look at it. Uh, it's definitely um, for uh, eighteen and above. <laughs> yeah, and if you, if you don't know what he means, you can go back to what is it, episode fifty-seven. Um. Yeah, it was the Mary no. one. It was Mary. Yeah, Mary Mary Maloney. You can go back to that episode. Mary that episode. Uh, 63. I think it was 60. Oh, I thought it was. No, it's not 61. I think it's 61. 61. I think so. Just go back and listen to them all. Yeah, listen to all of them. Yep. Do it. Yep. If you like us, go ahead and like us again. <laughs> Like if you like us in real life, you should like us on social media. So go ahead and give a gander to our Facebook page, Murd Nerds Podcast, or give Instagram. We do stuff on there. Um, And that's at Murd Nerds. Um, Also, (laughs) so hard. Um, Check out the other podcasts. Yep, the other podcasts within Golden Mojo Entertainment. Um, Mondays, the Call Guys. Mm -hmm. Tuesdays. Golden Image Podcast. Wednesdays, Tucson. Thursdays are on hiatus currently. <laughs> we'll catch them back at the. It's Indiana Chiefs fans, so go listen to past episodes. Then they'll be starting up uh, their team. It's not, I mean, it's off season. All yeah. I want to say is somebody, I'm assuming it was one person, went back and listened to all 35 episodes. Damn. Uh, a couple weeks ago so thanks for the spike uh, I really appreciate it and I hope you enjoyed them <laughs> as much as I did making them <laughs> <laughs> and then on Fridays you can check out Murder Nerds or you can check out A Court of Books and Booze and that's all I got um, got anything? no think Jeremy? that's it anything? Hey, listen. support your local library there you go yeah. do that they're uh, they're if doing any- fun things every week that pe- most people don't know about. Right, so. So and I don't know why you're paying for fucking Audible when you can just get a library card and use Hoopla or Libby for free. Don't judge me. I, yeah, but that you was don't direct. Have a I know I was looking at this thing, but I was talking. And to we're not talking. We're not talking about the people who don't live within a township where your right, your exactly. taxes or, go to a library. I mean, or there's also a loophole around that. There are some libraries that are out of state where it doesn't matter where you are. You don't have to live within the state, the township, anything. Yeah, and, and then you can you still get a rent on card. Hoopla's because that's yes. Hoopla's. Hoopla's. Because that's like an app on your phone or computer. So you yeah, don't you have just to like, put your go library to the library. To- your mom got a library card that she doesn't use? That she doesn't use Libby or Your Hoopla? mom's so smart. I bet she got a library card. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> use use it on Libby or Hoopla. You can get audiobooks. You can get... Um, ebooks, you can get movies, you can get comics, you can get graphic novels, you can get literally anything. All right, well, we'll see you guys next week. Yep, uh, until then. Bye bye.